Welcome back, Seahawks fans, to the newest episode of the Seahawks Nest Podcast. I'm your host, Nathan Sano, joined as always by I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna wing this. Ready? I, I didn't write I didn't write anything down. By the Estelle Casanza, Estelle Casanza, Estelle Costanza to my Lucille Bluth. It's Kevin Garber. Kevin, how you doing? <laughs> hmm. I'm gonna let that one hang out by itself. And our very own Linda Belcher. Oh. That's right. It's Eric Ronnebeck. Eric, how you doing? Ah, I can't do a good Linda, but... <laughs> oh, I'm gonna stomp. I'm so mad, I'm gonna stomp. All right. <laughs> well, since in the inter- in the intervening time between when we uh, when we talked about our, our actual drafted picks last week and uh, this week, the uh, it became official. The official 22, 2022 undrafted free agent Seahawks have arrived, and they've got a quarterback that they're excited about. Kevin, are you ready to talk Levi Lewis? Uh, sure. <laughs> Can I say before we get into Levi Lewis how much I don't like the name Levi? And so I'm already like against this guy. Don't like him. Um, yeah, so this is... So we like, actually so have people... two Levi's, but one of them goes by Vi, which so, I think is a strong choice. <laughs> so they, uh, yeah, they, they take... Um... <laughs> Sorry, they go and get Levi Lewis. They 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 release the stance. We got a quarterback. We're real excited about. Okay, um, let's talk Levi Lewis. Um, first thing, Kevin, what's the first thing you notice about Levi Lewis when you're watching him? Uh, that I can't see him. Small, yeah, <laughs> tiny. This guy. No wonder they're excited. This guy, this guy makes Kyler Murray look like a giant. He's uh, he's like roughly John or suicide. Uh, he does have bigger hands than Kenny Pickett by over an inch, though. So. <laughs> Take that. He's got that going for him. No which special is nice. letter from Levi. Um, yeah. So okay, let's just quick review. I mean, he throws the ball well. He's accurate. He has throws with anticipation. He can really move the ball around. He's confident. Um, he has bad decision making, like Malik Willis level decision making. He's really short. He's really skinny. Um, uh, this is practice squad guy. I, I, there, I don't see any. Do you see any way he makes the opening day roster over Eason? Smith, uh, he's not making it. locks in locks a lock. You know the hose is in. So so is there any way this guy makes the uh, the, the roster if we if we even if we carry three quarterbacks? Kevin? I actually think he might not make the practice squad because if I remember correctly, we did a rookie invite for Caleb Ellaby, and Caleb Ellaby mm-hmm. is a more promising prospect. So I I apologize to all the Levi Lewis fans. He's one of those quintessential like good college quarterbacks, but he has one of the cardinal sins of quarterbacking, mm-hmm. which is if you ever notice. He misses high. So Constantly. he has a tendency to flutter like uh, like flutter passes high, which is just bait for NFL safeties. So that is a that's a huge problem. Um, I just yeah, I don't see how he does anything beyond practice squad. All right. Let's talk a little Caleb Ellaby. Um, so Caleb Ellaby is not an official signing, so we could reasonably skip him. But you're right. He's a rookie camp invite a guy that they're they're looking to. Uh, to sign. Um, I'm just going to say this, uh, watching every play offensive play after watching every offensive play in the 2021 game against Michigan. I felt like that was uh, Kevin. I think you put this up astutely on the discord. You said this is a snuff film for his NFL career. <laughs> that is correct. Um, yeah. It, it, um, when he throws to, okay, let's just say this when he throws deep to the sideline or intermediate, it's uh, it, there's just not enough on it. There's just not enough on it. Um, he is he can throw off platform. He can throw on the move. He did 
he did kind of light up the less the when he was playing against the equal or lesser competition. But the, yeah, when you watch about, him against places that don't get Michigan level pass rush, it's not as scary. But because Michigan got pressure on basically every single snap, oh man, uh, exposed. That's that's for sure. <laughs> it's it's not good. I, I I would suspect. I think he has less of a chance of making the practice or similar chance of making the practice as Levi Lewis. Like that's neither of those guys is on the roster. Eason should easily beat those guys out if we keep three quarterbacks on the main roster, which we don't usually do. But also, our quarterback is no longer Russell Wilson. True. So True. so so think so things could be a, a changing in that regard. All right, let's go. Uh, let's go to tight end. Tight end. Uh, we have we signed two tight ends. That's right. Um. Oh. Oh. By the way, Eric, your job for the rest of this podcast, I yeah. just want you to know. Since I, I feel I've, I've, I could already feel you settling in to say nothing for twenty minutes. That that's because um, because you guys go deep dive and you don't know who I've looked at. Yes, and uh, but here's the thing: I'm going to ask you every for every guy from now on. Um, how can this guy make his way onto the roster? Because that's I like that's really that. where the rest of these guys are at. Is the quarterbacks? I felt like they really don't have a path to the roster, but the rest of these guys do have a have a have, have somewhat of a path to the roster. So let's start with Cade Brewer, Kevin, uh, when you watch the tape, what, or what'd you see for from Cade Brewer? Um, so he's got pretty average size and athleticism. Uh, so he's not really exceptional in any way, but on the bright side, he also wasn't super productive. Um, he looks kind of like a big <laughs> wide receiver. Fair. I think his best, so, I think the one best thing, thing I about love... him is he has a ton of experience and he could, and he's like played a lot of special teams. So you you said you said something about his size, okay? And this is what I love about Cade. This is my favorite Cade Brewer thing, Kevin. Mm-hmm. In the in the in the uh, media guide for the University of Texas, they listed Cade Brewer as six foot four, two hundred and fifty two pounds. <laughs> Cade Brewer Cade Brewer got a combine invite, and you know what he uh, he measured up at six foot two, two hundred and thirty seven pounds Ooh. at his pro day. Yeah, he he uh, he. Didn't I? I mean, he did yeah, twenty bench give it presses, to him. which is it, pretty It good. was six two and a quarter because when you're coming uh, down from six four, you need that quarter inch. Oh, that quarter <laughs> inch. Uh, Kenny Pickett wishes he could have that. The um, yeah, he did twenty benches, which is really awesome. If that mattered at all to me for projecting a tight end. All right, um, Eric, is there a path to the roster for Kate for Cade Brewer? So Cade Brewer, uh, looking at this guy, he looks like a nice guy. That's strike one. <laughs> That's strike one. You're in the NFL. You need just, a dirt bag. Yeah, I do need a little bit of a dirt bag. I need someone who looks like they got a football face. This guy looks like he's going to introduce himself to you, which is like, oh, that's not good. Um, Kevin, am I accurate in saying his ceiling is John Carlson? Uh, that's really generous. Okay. I think his ceiling. I think his ceiling is Will Disley that that can't that can't play. Uh, but uh, like can't catch. I was gonna. I was gonna say uh, his ceiling is like um, who's Max the guy Williams. that we kept cutting? Uh, the tight end a couple years oh, ago. That uh, started uh, with an H. Uh, Will uh, oh Hollister Jacob Hollister. Yeah, he's, Hollister. he's, he's got Jacob Hollister. The this can't guy catch. can't be. This guy can't be Jacob Hollister. That's the next guy. Hollister's my my. <laughs> well, I, think I was gonna say John the other Carlson. guy is Jacob Hollister. The can catch. <laughs> this is this is this guy can be a block. <laughs> this guy could be a blocking tight. I was gonna say like, if, he's strong. He's strong. Uh, he he could he could totally be like a guy you rotate into block, like a Max Williams type. But uh, even Max Williams has kind of learned how to catch now. So and is also so, a lot bigger. Yeah, he, he, this guy's got to pack on the pounds for sure. He's got to get big if he's going to stick around in the NFL. He's got to he's got to hit the weight room. Get, get I mean, he already can do the bench presses. So I mean, he's already strong. He just needs to. 
He's got to start drinking pints of ice cream and stuff. <laughs> Did I ever tell you guys about this? Yes. My my friend, he had to gain weight in high school for wrestling, and so the, he was just he would just melt a, a pint of ice cream in the microwave and then just drink it. Gross. Straight up. Yeah, he didn't really like it. Why don't you just enjoy the ice cream? Why don't you just make, get um, an Eric size bowl of ice cream? Trying to. <laughs> All right, let's go to John Mitchell. John wait, wait. Mitchell, this guy, yeah. this guy has a path to the practice squad oh. unless he can't catch but can block and then we're, he's definitely making the roster because that sounds seahawk through and through john mitchell who the seahawks listed as a tight end out of florida atlantic he has um kind of tweener tight end wide receiver size he played wide receiver at florida atlantic um he kind of is like one of those guys that put flash a little bit on tape and uh but and has like the physical tools but never really put it all together ken would you agree with that assessment uh, yeah, I think he was partially, unfortunately, he came into Florida Atlantic as they were on their way back down after they'd kind of hit program heights. And he um, sat out the whole, the whole season last year. Too. Yeah. Yeah. That did not help. Uh, he has good athleticism for his size. Like he's six, four, um, 235. So he's pretty close to the size that Cade Brewer thinks he is. Um, but he's a much better athlete and he's got kind of some like his athletic profile is, Somewhat similar to uh, Everett from last year, Mm -hmm. Um, but he's got to learn the tight end position. So I I do agree that he's more of a move tight end. He's like this year's Tyrone Swoops. Thank you. Uh, Okay, and uh, Eric, do you think that there's a path here for for uh, do we have room on the roster for a guy like this, or is he completely blocked like Colby Parkinson? Completely blocked due to position and ability. But I I did like the Tyrone Swoops analogy. I was thinking the same thing. All right, uh, we go to Jake Jake Herslow. Not a not a great name. Never heard of him. Uh, Jake Herslow is a wide receiver out of Houston. Um, he's coming off a sports hernia, so he didn't he didn't run or uh, do any workouts other than bench. <laughs> That's all he did. But he's five eleven, one eighty one. Uh, did fourteen reps on the old bench press. So uh, this is I dug a little deeper. Yeah, I was gonna say this is a this was a tough this was a tough um, a tougher uh, scout for me because I had no athletic testing numbers, which is like the first thing I look at. Um, I know people have said like they they think that like some people are okay. The Daily Cougar, which is Houston's student newspaper, I found an article by them about this guy, and um, he sees himself as the next Cooper Cup. Is that? <laughs> <laughs> which I think is super unreasonable because he's got to break his leg and then relearn how to run and actually get like 0.2 faster in the 40. And also would other- have to somehow go back to college and be a record breaking receiver at a lower level. Yeah, no, um, he, so he had ended up doing a few of the drills at his pro day. So he ended up with a four, three, one shuttle and a uh, seven Oh four, three cone, which are respectable uh, numbers for a potential like slot receiver, uh, which is kind of what his size profile says. He's five eleven, one eighty one. Um, he's, he kind of needs to operate on that interior and make his separation with his routes. The thing that concerns me is, so he went to Old Dominion University and then transferred to Houston for his career. He has 32 games with 47 receptions for 589 yards and five touchdowns. That's not a lot of productivity, but last year in 14 games, so that's 14 out of the 32, he had 36 of his 47 receptions for 480 of his 589 yards and all five of his career touchdowns. So I guess at least he's pointing the right direction. But I don't know, man. Uh, 
I didn't see anything that tells me he's more than just kind of a generic depth piece. Um, oh, let's do the let's do both the wide receivers at once because I feel like we're gonna, they're gonna go to they're gonna go together. Yeah, basically uh, copy paste Demetrius Robertson except put some uh, uh, off field problems on there and he, a slightly better athletic he, profile. Yeah, he went to Auburn and he ran faster. He ran a forty and it was actually pretty fast. Okay, so that's our Demetrius Robertson uh, report. Eric, do you see either of these guys making their way to the roster, or is is this a is this going to be practice squad or bust? No, I think it's practice squad or bust. Demetrius Robertson, if he does have off the field issues, then he's probably out. And um, who is that? Who's that wide receiver that was never quite? Kevin, would you say that uh, this guy might be the next Ricky Prol? Jake Herslow, do you think he's going to be the next Ricky Prol? <laughs> no. no? Okay, on to the next one. Okay, let, I have a question for you guys. I'm going to go back, though. Uh, okay, so every year there's a there's a wide receiver that the fans just go way too hard for uh, in the in the preseason. Uh, it's Jazz Ferguson. It's uh, the UW guy, Case and Williams. Williams. It's it, it doesn't matter who it is. So, okay, which of these which of these young wide receivers are people going to just go ham for? Okay, I'm going to give you five options. Wait, you already tipped your hand because it is young. Okay, is it yeah? Is it Derek Young? Is it Derek? I'm unsure. I've heard Bo Melton, (laughs) Jake Herslow, Demetrius Robinson, or I'm going to give you Cade Johnson too from last year. Stuck around South Dakota State, Cade Johnson, the body body catch world champ, (laughs) catch radius zero, Cade Johnson. Okay, who who (laughs) Agent Zero? Who's the who's the guy? Who's the guy? Who's the? I'm going to go ahead. Go ahead. Preseason world champ. Because here's the thing. Our preseason quarterback's probably going to be like really good in the second half, like comparatively, <laughs> because we have like the, the 30th best quarterback, the 33rd best quarterback. And then Jacob Eason's probably like the 40th best quarterback. So like we're going to play three guys in our in our preseason games that are all like way better than than the competition they're going to be facing. Like they're going to be facing like third stringers and they're like borderline, you know, backups. They're all like right on the edge of backup slash starter. So these guys are going to be catching good balls. Which one of these guys is going to go off for like 150 yards and make the fans swoon? I'll attach my anchor to Jacob Herzlow. Why not? He's uh, I like, I like my scouting report of the next Ricky pro, which he'll fit in right perfectly is the guy you're excited for who you're like, Oh, what happened to this guy? (laughs) All right, Kevin, who are you going? Who's your guy? So um, I'm going to disqualify Bo Melton here because he's actually good. So, oh, he's a seventh round pick. That's who I was going to pick. So I'm going to say, uh, so for me, it's going to be Derek Young because he is like, he's large. He's like DK Metcalf big. And so he's going to come out and like Randy Moss, some poor five, seven <laughs> left Dakota a cornerback uh, for like a thousand yards in the fourth quarter of a game. And everyone's gonna be like that. That, that he's 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 just DK's twin. We're gonna have the twin towers. It's gonna be like guy? it's gonna be like five slamma jamma, but with wide receivers. And um, and everyone's gonna get way too excited. I'm just imagining Jacob Eason throwing like ten straight slants to Bo Melton, and, and then like everyone just like losing their mind, right? Like just Bo Melton just running like just like running wide little, open. In these the little hitch, field. these little hitch routes and slants and stuff, and just just. Jacob Eason just gunning it right to him wide open in the middle of the field for like 11 yards over and over. In the fourth quarter just... of the preseason, Derek Young and uh, Bo Melton are going to look like DK Metcalf and Tyler Lockett. That is a fact. <laughs> <laughs> and it's it's funny too because like these guys, uh, yeah, Mel- Melton, Melton is going to be just 
you can the thing that's going to make it hard is because he's going to play like slot with the third string right yep. with jacob eason and then we, we're actually going to throw it to the middle of the field and all the seahawks fans are gonna be like you can do that that's, a, <laughs> that's allowed and it's just gonna people are gonna lose their mind all right um <laughs> guard offensive guard georgia state shamarius gilmore um i have very little information about i remember when Peel uh, drafted this guy yeah thank you kevin <laughs> shamarius more um 40 yard dash 5.28 uh 36 bench 29 inch vertical jump eight foot 10 broad uh this is a priority free agent athletic profile if i ever saw it kevin did you notice anything uh differently uh when i watched film of him he reminded me of jordan roos he's okay uh He's really strong. Got a cool beard. He's really strong. <laughs> he plays cool. super like upright. It, so they snap the ball and then he's just like vertical. But he was so strong. It didn't matter as much in college. It will matter in the NFL. Uh, it's cool that he was a five time all Sunbelt player. Like that's neat. Back to back first team all Sunbelt 58 consecutive starts. I could see him being a reasonable depth guard who could probably play either guard position uh, at a below average level. So, sure, I, if we need a fourth or fifth guard, I could see a path. Otherwise, um, Eric, squad Eric do you agree? Are, are we on the Shamarius? I mean, let's look at who he's competing against. Let's see Hawks depth chart. Let's get that bad boy up here. So, Shamarius Gilmore's got to beat out Phil Haynes and uh, Pierre-Olivier Lestage. What, what do you think? Can he do it? Dakota uh, Shepley? He's not beating anyone out, but I think that he is a lock at guard uh, in his profile. He's a lock for the practice squad. All right. Yeah, lock him in. He finally got a lock in the practice squad. All right. The, uh, the next guy, defensive tackle. Although, weirdly, uh, the our lads is listing him as a guard. So I don't know if that's just some kind of Ooh, positional conversion happening. Oh, no. <laughs> but uh, his name's Matthew Gotell. He was a defensive lineman at the University of West Florida, which I'm going to assume is in the panhandle or something. Uh, he was first uh, team all Gulf South Conference last year. What What is that? Uh, that's the conference he was in. The, What's, what is Gulf? The Gulf these, these, South Conference. This is, D, this is D2, right? Is it like a... This yeah. is D two guy. Yes. Um. Uh. Yeah. And his he has like really cool Instagram handle. That's my review. Young Simba, which I'm I'm into oh, that. Oh, nice. Oh, dude, you uh, gotta so have yeah. another review. You know where he's oh, from, right? Um. He's Your neck from of the woods. Tacoma, Washington. Tacoma, Washington. Tacoma, Washington. Hell yeah. All right. Uh, also dude. put up 32 reps on the bench. Um. Let's that's go, that's let's go my young. entire review. Let's go, Young Simba. Uh, yeah, I'm rooting for him. I don't know if they are going to move him to guard. He's probably. I'm guessing this guy has a good athletic profile, even though I couldn't find it. But uh, googling, 27 inch vertical, eight foot six in the broad, uh, four seven five shuttle, seven eight three three cone, thirty two reps on the bench. That's yeah, pretty solid. All right, so for yeah, six they're... one and a half, three hundred and forty one pounds. Yeah, he's a big boy. Ooh. I know that. Um, yeah. So all right, so Gotel is going to be. I is he going to be a defensive tackle? Is what do you think? Do you think Eric? How about this? I'm going to change the question, Eric. Is this guy on offensive or defensive line? Oh, flip a coin, man! It's Pete Carroll. Um, the one thing about this guy is he is a he's a competitor, which means he's probably a lock for the practice squad. If they're moving him to guard, he's definitely a lock for the practice squad because I mean Pete loves to fall in love with these guys like like a wide receiver in the preseason. 
as I as I um as I go to the next guy, I just want to say the uh, maybe he's the, the Seahawks Wafu offense and defense. The Seahawks really reached deep into the their bag of tricks here as they went to Framing <laughs> Framingham State, which is not a state that I know of. Framingham State University, uh, Josh Onuju. Jugu, I think. I don't know. That, I'm bad at name. Anajogu. All right. I'm I'm gonna take Eric's definitive answer, and if it's wrong, then it's Eric's fault. It is. Um, this guy. <laughs> here's the thing. This guy uh, is a is an edge player. Uh, six foot two, two fifty two. Uh, he did a he did four nine forty twenty one on the bench. Jumped jumped ten feet, which is awesome. Four point one four shuttle under seven second three cone. Um, seems like a, a height weight speed guy from the state of Framingham. Uh, Kevin, when you threw on the tape, did you notice anything interesting about Joshua O? Onojogu? Uh, I noticed, honestly, body-wise and everything like that, I couldn't keep my mind from thinking of uh, Jacob Martin. Where oh, nice, that's good. You're kind of going like, okay, this guy has a like a bursty first step. Um, he's able to, like, he had a lot of like high motor sacks. Uh, and he definitely stood out on film against the competition level. So all that's good. I think it's kind of interesting because we're going to talk about another guy here in a minute who his skill set overlaps a lot. He's just like a, a bigger, less athletic version of Vi Jones. Yeah, Vi Jones is like way. Okay, let's just go straight to Vi Jones and then Eric can okay. get both at once. The Vi Jones is just like his athletic profile is slightly better. You know, he's a little faster, not as strong. Um, 33 inch arms, though, which is pretty right. good on six two and a half. Ten- also did 10 foot broad there's there's three cone was similar but yeah vi jones is like 225 he's yeah. really small whereas uh joshua has has nfl size so okay in a contest to get into our uh linebacking room uh the at, at the outside linebacker position um which of these guys do you like eric do you, do you think either of them have a shot uh uh-huh. the one thing i'll say for vi jones is uh he also has a ton of special teams experience and he did play pass rusher in the ACC for NC State. Nice. That is that is a bigger school than Framingham State. It is. It is. Uh, both in size. <laughs> you don't and tell in me level where Framingham State is, so you don't even know how the square it's in, footage. It's in the it's in the state of Framingham. It's... I already told you. <laughs> um, I I think that honestly, Onojogu has a chance to make the practice squad. This guy was scouted by the Patriots, which doesn't mean nothing. Uh, but with Kevin said, Levi Jones, maybe he can sneak his way on via practice squad. Um, and also I think this team does need some linebacker depth. So, uh, I don't mind either one of these signings, uh, Framingham state of the, uh, excuse me, the city of Framingham, Massachusetts. Okay. Thank okay. you very much. Oh, that's why it was scouted uh, by the Patriots. Take it all back. I also think it's very important to say that, man, they really kicked the crap out of Westfield state this year oh there's they, a there's a there's the state of west and fitchburg state didn't even have a chance they had oh no uh they're they're, they're shutouts they plymouth state got wrecked their uh their motto is live to the truth man wow here's Deep. here's the big problem is i've been to like you know 46 of the 50 states and now kevin's told me there's eight more states so now i gotta <laughs> this is awful when All did right. they get their uh, quarters josh joshua valentine turner uh, defensive back, Florida International University, um, a really a guy who really wants to uh, to be physical uh, on the field. Good wrap up tackler, 
this is a priority for agent special team guy for me. But Kevin, uh, do you think there's a chance he, we see him uh, develop into a, a rotation corner for the Seahawks? Uh, I don't know. He started out at <laughs> Iowa and then ended up transferring to Florida International because he couldn't get play time. And I can see why he didn't get playing time. Hmm. I I don't know. He's he doesn't have great change of direction. He's not particularly big. He actually has more of like a safety profile to me. I could see them trying to move him to safety, but then he's not really big enough to play the position. He's in a weird tweener position for me. Yeah, and I was not a not a huge fan. I mean, other than his willingness to be physical, yeah, uh, I liked that. But... Yeah, he plays like a box safety but he's not nearly big enough to be a box safety. Mm-hmm. Lots of pressure right. at the line. Uh, maybe practice squad for this guy. Okay. Uh, yeah. I mean, I was looking at our corners in regards to this, and it's like, okay, Trey Brown's in. Artie Burns is very likely in. Okay. Sidney Jones is in. Kobe Bryant and Tariq Woolen are in. Justin mm-hmm. Coleman's probably in. Okay, Ugo is probably in as like a flex safety slash cornerback. John Reed, like I, I don't know, I don't know if there's room for another cornerback on this roster. Like we're already like super deep at this position. Yeah, there's it is, it is. It is like like we're not gonna keep nine cornerbacks or something. So some of these guys that I just said are not gonna make it, and that means that there's not a lot of room for a for you know a, this guy or um, Joey for Joey. Uh, well, no, the next guy. So the next guy is Joey Blunt. Should we do uh, all the safeties? You want to do all safeties at once? You want to just run through them? Yeah, there are four safeties, and uh, Pete Carroll's got a type. Okay, yes. Joey Blunt. His <laughs> and I have a profile. favorite in this list, too. His his athletic profile. Whew. Uh, yeah, 9.61 RAS. Like, this Pop. guy, uh, he's he can he pops on the tape as a great athlete. Uh, I actually really like this. This is the kind of guy I want you to bring in as a UDFA. Just an athletic freak that... Uh, doesn't totally didn't know totally put it together on the football field. Um, another one. Seahawks got another one of these. Bubba Bolden. Bubba Bolden. Same same thing. Uh, height, weight, speed guy. Really good. Um, couldn't tackle for shit. <laughs> so <laughs> so, yep. so he's never put it together in the in the at the at the at that level. So like yeah, um, great guy to bring to bring in. Um, Scott Nelson, Wisconsin safety. Height, weight, speed guy. Uh, uh, he's rangy. He's he's rangy. Four four three. He ran a four three eight. Right. Uh, and his pro day, he ran worse. He he like yeah, he ran a ran four, four four seven. Nine. I think. Have you yeah. have you looked at tape of Scott but he's, Nelson? He's, right. Yes. Um, Kevin, yeah. what do you think? Uh, he is very athletic. Yeah. Inconsistent tackling, and the quarterback can manipulate him very easily. That's my review of Scott Nelson. Like he, he yep. just follows where the quarterback's looking. And if the quarterback has any kind of like, uh, look off ball skills, he's just, he's just dead. Um, Deontay Williams, Deontay Williams is, he was the smallest of these, of these guys, but man, explosive athlete. I, I feel like this guy, if he was like six, one, two forty, this guy would be an awesome edge. <laughs> <laughs> you know, like like that. That was my review of Deontay Williams. Is like, man, this guy just needed to be like born. This guy was a completely st- different human. He would be great, but at like this job. he blitzes so good. I'm not even uh, joking. Like this guy's blitzing was insane, and he's so physical. And it's like, man, if this guy was just born into a slightly bigger body, he would be like a third round edge prospect. 
Yeah, I don't so know. Uh, I'll go back over the same guys and uh, run my piece. So Joey Blount, uh, you said it correctly, he, uh, played a lot of games for Virginia and still doesn't quite know how to play uh, safety super well. He needs to add bulk to stick in the box and needs to take better angles because he wastes a lot of motion because he's really athletic, but he doesn't pick very good angles of pursuit and ends up kind of wasting it. He could bulk up and play box safety, and he's immediately a guy who could make an impact on special teams. Um, Bubba Bolden, dude just, he bites on everything. Him and Scott Nelson have never seen a fake that they didn't love. Uh, so if they could actually... It's read, it's read and react football, Kevin. It's read and react football. Okay? Yeah, well, they need to learn how to read. Um, they're not like, react So <laughs> they're both really athletic. They also make a lot of sense on special teams. And if they can develop that ability... Uh, they're plus athletes who would be really good players for that reason. And uh, Deontay Williams is the best football player out of probably all four of these. Um, him and Blount, I think, both actually could play a role on an NFL field right now and not embarrass themselves. Um, the problem with Williams is he has CJ Procise levels of made of graham crackers. Oof. Like this dude just gets hurt a lot. Uh, spending zero to bring him in, I think is pretty worthwhile because if he could manage to stay healthy, he's a guy who could just be like a long-term backup in special teams. Like he could be the next torpedo. I think that's very easily something he could, or, you know, the next, uh, uh, Marigos, whatever you want to go with, uh, where he just ended up sticking around for a while, playing a lot of special team snaps. And every once in a while, he ends up having to be pressed into service as a safety because someone gets hurt and he's adequate. Yeah. All right, Eric. Um, this group of guys is this uh, is this all guys trying to compete to be like plus special teamers? Is that is that what you see it as? I think there's that. I think there's a chance that Pete sees something moldable, realistically moldable mm-hmm. in one of these guys. I think it's going to come down to uh, the Joker so in wait, the Dark Knight, where you... he says we only have one position open and we're having tryouts. <laughs> <laughs> and um, and I think straight. that it's probably between Joey Blount and Bubba Bolden, maybe Deontay Williams. Um, I I scouted all the safeties, so I'm really excited yeah. about this. Person. So these these safeties, like, they're would you say it's kind of like they're looking for maybe the way you said that there, they're looking for like a Trey Flowers, like because these guys all have great athletic profiles. Maybe they're looking for a safety that they can convert into a into a zone corner. Yeah, or like probably a a, a better Ugo, or maybe someone like that they can mold into a, a cam light, a cam chancellor light. Um, I, I see, I can see that in Joey Blount or Bubba Walden for sure. Um, but, but that's, that's ceiling. That's, that's like maybe someday. Um, I think that there's two of these guys make the practice squad. All right. So the, I'm going to list the guys off that were f- official or semi-official rookie camp invites. Um, you guys, you guys ready? Yep. So we got Caleb Ellaby. We already said uh, Tyrese Deadman. Did you do any? Uh, he's a uh, safety out of Idaho. I don't nothing. I know nothing about any of these guys, Kevin. So you can interrupt me t- if you know something. Okay. Um, Race Porter, the punter from Washington. I, I don't even under even if you think Race Porter's good, why? Uh, doing a favor and keeping contacts with Washington and local schools. There's a okay, couple of these good. where we did that just to kind of keep good standing for uh, UDFA purposes. I think. Okay, Keenan Forbes, Florida A&M O-line. Uh, Mikhail Wright, a cornerback out of Oregon. He was the one I looked into. Okay, so, give, me, give me some. Uh, Mikhail Wright is a 
interesting guy because he came on to the scene in 2019 and was um, all Pac-12 honorable mention as a returner. Uh, he had probably his best season at corner in 2019. And then there were some shakeups on the coaching staff. Um, there was the COVID year and he just never really grew. So he came out early. He was a four star prospect. Um, he played 34 games in three seasons. He started 20 games in the last two seasons and he flashed a lot of abilities, but he just has a lot of mental lapses and poor technique. Like he's a really interesting slot cornerback prospect because he doesn't have great long speed. Like he ran a four, five, five, 40, but six, eight, two, three, uh, three, uh, six, eight, two, uh, three cone, four, two, nine shuttle. He's got really good change of direction and body control. And those are things that make a lot of sense at slot corner. I just think that he's going to need a lot of coaching to be able to work. Uh, he has a bad tendency in zone to get caught guessing and trying to jump routes. He's got the ball skills to be able to make interceptions and big plays. Like he's got, um, gosh, what was it in the, in 23 starts he had, or in 20 starts he had like 12 or 17 passes defensed and like multiple interceptions, uh, something like that. Or, oh, here it is. 14 passes defensed in the last two seasons. Like that's a lot. So I think that he's interesting. And of all the invites, he's the one who makes the most sense as a guy who, if we could keep him on the practice squad for a season, might actually develop into, you know, at least a John Reed type. Um, all right. And then uh, I saw a, a Twitter post. This could be completely false, but <laughs> Nick Paul from a Northeastern state. Uh, That's fake. Six four, six four. <laughs> this guy, I looked at it. I looked him up. He's six four, three eighty five. Offensive line converting to defensive tackle. So I, I mean, I don't know. It sounds like something we do. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Uh, but we need okay. So that's that's one thing I was looking at. So I, I was kind of in the same room, be like you two teach each other. I was kind of looking at this the general state of the roster. Okay, and this like how much where where can we improve? How much room is there for for uh for new guys? Right, and I don't know. The roster just feels pretty tight to me right now. Like it doesn't seem like there's the the. I think the biggest place we could improve right now on on free agency as our, our second middle linebacker upgrading from Barton. I know that hurt for me to say that to you, Eric. I, yeah, I, I, I did not mean that to be hurtful. Yeah, but the best option for it will make Eric very happy because KJ it would make a lot that's, of sense. Yeah, that's, that is one thing I was hoping we'd talk about this week. So KJ Wright said he wants to play in Seattle again. Uh, do you, do you want, you guys want the reunion Spider-Man bring him, bring him home. Yeah. What do you, why not? I don't think he's going to command that much. I think he can still he can still ball um, at least one more year. And frankly, I think this team needs probably a little um, good Seahawk, good Seahawk press. Meaning, you know, someone you love. Hey, he's here. You know, we could. It, it'd be nice to not separate entirely from the great years. You know. Yeah, I also think he does. I think he does offer an upgrade over Cody Barton unless Cody Barton's taken another step forward. I think that KJ Wright is knows what he's doing in coverage, knows how to play downhill, knows how to like drop in zone. Won't he, have to play that much because we're not going to have like f- f- a bunch of li- linebackers on the field all the time. We're going to have extra defensive backs. Yeah. 
And I, so. so I think bringing him in makes actually quite a bit of sense. I don't know why they bother listing Nick Ballora as a linebacker. We all know in our hearts what he is. The be- He's the best. Special teams he's... ace slash fullback. Legend. He's he's the he's the goat. Um, okay, let's uh, let's look. Oh, and then the other thing. So our defensive our defensive front the front three rotation. Do you feel comfortable? Okay, so the the ends the 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 you know six the guys who will be playing those interior defensive end spots. So we got Shelby Harris, L.J. Collier, Quentin Jefferson, probably like Al Woods, um, as, as flexing into those spots. Is, is that good enough to you guys? <laughs> I, I don't know. I just feel like that's a spot where they could very easily improve is three tech. Like uh, yes. three... I think that having somebody a little bit better to rotate behind Quentin Jefferson. Um, or even just or... someone better than Quentin Jefferson to, to, to have Quentin Jefferson move back. If Quentin Jefferson was our third dude in that rotation, because that pushes Al Woods into the middle with Puna Ford and Brian Monet a little bit more often. And then I feel really good about our nose tackle rotation at that point. So, yeah, I would love to see us bring in um, another three, four uh, defensive end like, player that can like, play like over the top of the guard tackle gap. Like Akeem Hicks. Go get Akeem Hicks. It's There's no way he's that expensive. He's a million years old. <laughs> uh, he's he's always hurt, so it's like we're putting him in. We're obviously putting him into the to the rotation, right? Just go get. I know he doesn't fit the timeline. That's the that's the problem. I think is that the Seahawks don't want to pick up just a guy who's going to come in for a year and doesn't fit the timeline, and we're not developing him at all, uh, and he's expensive or whatever, right? Like Akeem Hicks might actually cost some of our remaining cap. I think they'd rather roll it over to next year and use it to mitigate some of the dead money. But man, hmm. it, I don't know. I just feel like this team, the defense could be a lot better if we just had like a, like a really solid three tech to put to put in into that rotation. Because then it knows it's it's Ford Monet, and then yeah, sometimes Woods, like Kevin said, and I'm okay with that. That actually is completely fine to me. Yeah, I think that's um, actually. I'd even go as far as to say is good. Yeah, and then Shelby Harris is good. I mean, I've watched enough Shelby Harris now to know that that guy's gonna fulfill, that guy's gonna fill that role and play really good football. LJ is um, is a guy, <laughs> so that, that's another thing is we we could push LJ LJ Collier if we if we sign a, a guy. What about like, like, like if we got Sheldon Richardson because he's probably gonna be pretty sure. pretty cheap, and I think he could be. Do you think you don't think that bridge is like overly burned at this point? You think it's? Burned? I have no idea. Yeah, I don't know. I felt like that. I felt like he did not go out. Uh, in a way that made me think he was going to come back. Hey, do you see uh, Boye Mafe's biceps at rookie camp? Yes, that d- dude is a uh, uh, dude's big jacked. I guess we, I guess we did. We don't. That's the that was the Bobby Wagner replacement right there. The uh, Boye <laughs> Mafe's biceps with replacing Bobby Wagner's biceps. All right, yeah. Like I said, I, I feel like the roster's pretty tight. There's not a lot of spots we could we could easily improve um, a ton in free agency, except for I think like three tech. Uh, just along that defensive front would be a would be a nice little upgrade. Middle linebacker, we could see a nice little upgrade. Obviously, you can always use more pass rushers, but those guys don't just grow on trees, and they're pretty expensive. And I uh, do center. think we have a an interesting and capable pass rushing group. Like, if the team yes. wants to see what Taylor, Nwosu, Mafe, uh, Alden Robinson, and Tyreek Smith. Smith can do, like, yeah. I am perfectly okay seeing what they can do. I don't feel bad yeah. about that. There's room for one more guy on the roster, though, especially with how like 
thin the middle linebacker group is? Like what who's our who's who's backing up Barton and Brooks right now? Is it Burkirvin? Is it Tanner? Burkirvin or Radigan? Yeah. Or Radigan? Like it's, it's not just, good. It's Burkirvin and someone else. Actually, it's probably mark. the uh uh I really think Big it Benui, might be Tanner Mews. Uh, Jolie Benui, who came over sure. from Chicago. There's a good chance it's him. Either way, it's it's not good. I mean, that's a, I think that is like the position I'd most like to see us sign another guy. It's why it makes KJ such a perfect fit. I mean, yeah, if they think KJ is going to mess up the development of Jordan Brooks or something, but I just don't see it. I don't I don't see it at all. There, we'll play with one middle linebacker on the field quite a bit this season. With, with extra safety or extra cornerback. So. And for anyone shouting at their podcasting device at home, we're not saying quarterback because he specifically said free agency. We're not upgrading yeah. quarterback in free agency. Who, yeah, who, who a quarterback are we even going to get right now? Like, please don't say Baker Mayfield. I, I, I understand why they have not traded for Baker <laughs> Mayfield. He would eat up most of the rest of our cap, leave us in a position where we're not going to be probably that much better. Uh, He's his shoulders really messed up, and I think like people are underrating the fact that his medicals could be a total mess. I, I know I've and been underestimating that until the last week because I was so like, many. Why haven't they done anything with him yet? So many teams have just walked away from that situation, and I don't think Cleveland is super motivated to trade him right away because, okay, from from Cleveland's perspective, okay, we have a quarterback that we really believe in, Deshaun Watson, but he is extremely likely to get suspended, right? So now we're in a position where we need to have a quality backup. Well, we have – didn't they – they picked someone up. What? Tyrod Taylor? No, no. Jacoby Brissett. They pick up Jacoby Brissett. But, like, do you really want to play six games with Jacoby Brissett as your quarterback? We've seen multiple teams do that in the last couple of years, and it does not work. That guy is a statue, and he cannot – he's not good enough at throwing to make up for that. So – so yeah, we don't want to go and see the Jacoby Brissett at quarterback. Well, we can ru- we can run Baker out there, and it's and if Baker, you know, he gets eighteen million dollars if he just shows up to camp and, and is a good sport about it, right? So there's a big financial incentive for him, and if he plays good in those six games, teams will be falling over themselves to get him next year. So it's like kind of like a situation where, yeah, it's awkward. It's awkward for him to play more games for the Browns, but it's kind of best for all parties involved. Because he gets dropped into an offense where he can instantly be successful. We know we know the Browns are pretty good. He gets six games to just kind of prove to the NFL that he's still got it and that his shoulder is not that bad. And then the Browns get quality, higher quality than Jacoby Brissett quarterback play for six games while they wait for Deshaun Watson to get back from suspension. I don't. I know it's weird, but like weirder things have happened. I, I don't think. I think there's a good shot Baker plays six six games at quarterback for the Browns next year if Deshaun Watson is suspended. Oh, that'll be so much fun to watch after what's gone down this summer. I just cannot wait to hear what uh, Stephen A. Smith has to say about it. <laughs> and Skip Bayless. Oh, all those those are the guys that are going to have a field day with that situation. I I don't think that people involved involved in the football side of it really care that much. But what if like Baker does start six games and they're like five and one? There's no super, way he plays for the Browns again. I just don't see super it. awkward. They're super awkward. Okay. Well, we'll see. I don't know. I just, I think that it, it kind of works from all teams involved. And it, especially if the games are at the beginning of the season, they could still trade him in season. Well, so you have too. a compelling argument there, but I think they're waiting to see like if a quarterback dies and they'd be like, sure. ah, ah, that's, what about that's this true. Guy? 
you could you could try to all right hopefully... this is not from the brown note let's go ahead and move on well it does involve the seahawks though because we could we could reasonably trade for this guy i think there's a lot of Oof. baker mayfield to seattle buzz right i think it's and, if he gets yeah. cut but only then yeah so well i guess we will see uh what happens uh, all right let's go to uh patreon for those who support the success there are many ways to support the show the best way to do so head over to uh, only 12s.com for as little as a dollar 24 a month uh check in to the discord andy brett do it all for the tucci evan Floctimus, greta james jose lucas ryan timothy tom emmanuel astro blake bob casey daniel david Foles, jay leon michael michelle mike mike richard thomas werewolf brandon nick um big ups to everyone chilling in the discord it's been pretty fun we're doing our we're doing our dynasty draft kevin is on the clock as we speak kevin do you want to make a pick on the podcast Ooh, uh let's see <laughs> so um... exciting because <laughs> Ke- kevin a uh, nick nick just took kyle or uh, kyle hamilton defensive back for baltimore all right uh kyle hamilton was at the top of my list Ooh, so all I right so he, sni- he sniped you he sniped you how does that feel um i don't care that much because it's a dynasty rookie draft and that doesn't really and me. and the, the defensive players do kind of grow on trees a little bit I'm not gonna so lie. uh hamilton I'm, is a good one though i'm narrowed down to a couple of different people who i think are interesting and good fits i'm actually in a spot where i think all the players i want are probably gonna be around at my next choice but since trading oh. back from the third round in a dynasty draft isn't really a thing i'm gonna go ahead and take I'll I'll trade with you. I'll give you a I'll give you five eight and my fifth next year. Uh, no. Hey, you know, just had. I'll give you yeah, my you next got... two picks, Kevin. So uh, I don't have to draft anymore. <laughs> Wait, so Eric's picks? next two picks are four four and five four. Yeah. Deal. Boom. Okay. All right. Send it. We did All it right. on the air. We did it on the air. Does All that right. mean I get a full so, twenty four hours to pick? We're doing it live. No. No, it doesn't reset the clock. Uh, but go ahead fast. and go ahead and offer that. I'll push it through. Eric, who are you gonna pick? Uh, maybe a corner or maybe <laughs> maybe George like Karloftis. George Karloftis. I I honestly I was I was gonna take the tight Eric just end. Doesn't uh, want to have to pick again. I was pretty much. I was gonna pick Trey McBride, and then he went right after I picked, and I was like, all right. Hey, I'm you done. can get you can get Greg Dulcich. The, uh, yeah, so get, I'm gonna go with Karloftis or a corner, probably. J- Jelani Woods, you can get Jelani Woods. Yeah. Do, do, do you know that you know the thing about Jelani Woods is Eric? Uh, what's that? How tall do you think Jelani Woods is? He's five foot nine. He, he's a he's a tight end. Yeah, he's, he's a tight end for Indianapolis. How tall do you think he is? Is he six foot one? Though seriously, you're off he's by, you're six off foot, foot. He's six foot seven. Is he six foot two sixty two sixty five? <laughs> this guy is so big. wow. That's, that All never right. works out in the NFL. I mean, I don't know. He's he's on the team with the other with the other gigantic tight end. What was the what's the other gigantic tight end? Uh, Mo Ali Cox. All right. Anyway, uh, we're gonna do a Fay Five this week for Mother's Day. Of course, we gotta respect our moms. Big ups to our moms who are probably not listening. Uh, but the uh, the the moms out there, thanks for holding it down. We're gonna do our top Fay Five movie moms. So, uh, Kevin, you want, I'm on Kevin go first. Kevin. We you got? Who's your favorite? Who's your favorite movie mom? Who's in the Fave Five? All right. Um, I have a couple of different options here. And there's two. There's a few people I'm going to make a really big case for later on. But okay. I feel like a mom that I have to mention here is um, Elastigirl. 
from the Incredible oh, movie. Good call. She was, on, she was on my short list for sure. Good job. Uh, yeah, yeah nice. just a, a great movie mom as well as being a cool superhero. And she was uh, she was great at it in both movies, even with the second one having that uh, that full time working mom dilemma. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I like that they they really rounded out the character in the second movie. I felt like and made her like I don't know. It's a yeah. Yeah, last yeah the first rules. movie was more uh, was more Mr. Incredible's movie, and the second movie was much more Last Girl's movie, and I thought that was good. All right. Uh, Eric, who's in, who's in the Fave Five? Um, I get to choose a mom that is um, a great example of a, of, a, of a great mother, nurturing, um, very mother-like, um, very, hey, why haven't you done this yet? Uh, that's very mother-like, and also very strong, strong female. And over the course of something like six movies, I believe. And that is Molly Weasley from any Harry All Potter right. movie. So that's uh, a good, she is a, she's a great movie mom. I agree. Yes. And uh, although this is not book club, that's my Oprah podcast um, in the books. She's just as badass, And it's, um, it's, it's, it's a great character that I'm really, that I'm really happy. I, I came up with it. Didn't have to Google. Yeah. Would she finally like so, get the chance to, uh, uh, to vent her oh, frustrations at, yeah. uh, at one of the evil wizards. That's a, that's a, that's a solid moment in the series. It really is. So my, um, I tried to think of like, what, what is the best depiction of a movie parent in any films? You know, like what, what kind of parents do would I like to have? Or By the way, I like Eric, I'm be? mad you didn't pick Mr. Mom. Um, <laughs> I know you, you could have picked the mom. You could have picked the mom for Mr. Mom, not Hulk Hogan, but the actual mom, uh, the, the oh, wait, Mrs. are you talking Mrs. the Mrs. Hulk Hogan mom or the Michael Mrs. Keaton mom? Mrs. Dad or whatever. I was, I was, we still have I was two doing, spots. Uh, yeah. I, I, <laughs> okay. <laughs> anyway, uh, I'm gonna pick. I'm gonna pick Patricia Clark and Clarkson's Rosemary from Easy A as my uh, as the best movie mom. Uh, wow. This movie mom is like supportive and uh, funny, kind, uh, kind of parent that I that I that I hope I can be. Like accepts the, her daughter for uh, for who she is, and, and also uh, trying to do her best to put her life together. Let's let's her kid just figure it out, which um which I think is like a good a good uh, parenting strategy when they're in their teenagers like that. If it's like you try to steer them in the right direction, but you know you don't take the wheel. So that's I thought um yeah that's my I think plus Stanley Tucci also great movie dad. I don't know this maybe this will come up in a <laughs> dad in a, club. Well, we do the Father's Day. Yeah, father. the Father's Day episode. I might I might double down on Easy A, which is I think a criminally underrated a teen movie so okay uh all right we're down to our final two i think we gotta pick one of these two okay and i i'm willing to to hear arguments for each side but you either got we either got to have sarah connor or or ripley in the in the in the fave five and i don't know those are both shortlisted for me though i also would say don't sleep on the xenomorph also a very good mother (laughs) shut up okay where was she in the beginning kevin so in aliens you know ripley takes newt as kind of her uh, her surrogate child and it there's like a, it's kind of touching because you know she lost her her child in um in hypersleep or whatever so we got ripley and aliens uh and then we've got of course sarah connor terminator 2 really though is where she she, she comes out as the, the goat mom uh so I, I don't know. I could go either way with this one. This is a tough one for me. So Eric, what do you think? What do you think? You 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 team Ripley or team team Connor? I gotta go team Ripley. Sarah Connor always felt like you know such a huge character switch from Terminator One to Terminator Anything after that, and it's good. It's explainable, and I like the character. But man, I love Ripley, and Ripley is just um, she's she's great. If if you're just taking the first two Alien movies. Then that, it's it's awesome. If you're taking, that shot where 
Ripley's holding Newt, and she's got the like gigantic oh. gun. I- <laughs> iconic. Yeah, the iconic shot yeah, for sure. It's the flamethrower. It's awesome. Yeah, I, I take um, Ripley. Okay, Kevin, are you on the same page here? Are we? Are we? Are we going Ripley, or is it? Is it going to make me break a tie? All right, I'm going to go a little broad here. Oh no! So um, xenomorph. The <laughs> <laughs> protective, strong. Come on! All right. Um. So. <laughs> Where's the nurturing, Kevin? Uh, yeah, it was off camera. Um. So. <laughs> A movie that I think is uh, so uh, a role that I think needs to be filled in the list is the um, unconventional mom role. And uh, so having like an adoptive mother, a stepmother, something like that, I think is uh, I have something for that is 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 a good thing to have there. And I feel like uh, Ripley fills that role very well, because the two that I had for that role were either Ripley or um, Holly Hunter's Ed in Raising Arizona. Who clearly cares couple, very much for the baby, but I would I would go with Ripley here. You want to go? Let me give you a couple more in that in that category, Kevin. That because yeah. that's what I was. These are ones I was going to bring up later. Uh, Asono from Kiki's Delivery Service. Good, call. Um, really good call. The the bakery mom. She's like so so she's caring awesome. and uh, she's um, such a good maternal relationship. Um, whatever Allison Janney's character's name is in Juno. <laughs> uh, I don't know. Whenever you put Allison Janney in your movie, though, just expect her to like be the best actor in your movie because she just rules uh but like that the role she played as Juno's stepmom i think is like super good and like the way that she just like remember that scene where she they're doing the um the ultrasound and then the lady starts to like talk about how lucky the baby is to be adopted and she just like bites that lady's head off i don't know i just like was like yeah that's what that's mom should just be like i'm the only one that can talk shit about my kids (laughs) you know like that's kind of the I like that vibe. So I don't know. That was my other one um, in that. But like, I think we should only have one action movie mom too. So like, that's kind of the thing. It's like action mom. I think we got to, we got to limit ourselves. It's got to be Ripley. So we're doing Ripley. Kevin, you into that? Yeah, I'm not. not Good with putting Sarah Connor in the dirt. (laughs) (laughs) Happy Mother's Uh, Day. Happy Mother's Day, Sarah. Bye. All right. What are some other options we got here, Eric? What do you what's what's, what's, what are you thinking? You think it's Sandra Bullock in the blind side? Oh my goodness. No, I actually I actually had a sono from Kiki's delivery service. So that that's a good one. Um if we were thinking another one, I might as well let's you know, Michael Keaton, Mr. Mom. I've just been on this since you you know, since since you mentioned it, then Kevin made the joke and I was like, I mean, it's it's still a mom, and it's in the title of the movie. Um, I have another, I have another good one. All right. Uh, what about Kimmy Ja from Bong Joon Ho's mother? Okay. Uh, oh, you know she that will is literally it is do called anything mother. for her son. Oh, it is called mother. See, this goes with my Mister Mom. Okay, Mister Mom's out, and now I'm in on Osono from Kiki's Delivery or the mother from Mother. I'm in for Osono what about what what about mother. the what about the mom what about the mom from um. Oh, I just I had it and I lost it. No, what what, horror, what terrible horror this movie? Is what, this is what happens when you have Not fourteen. Ta- this is what happens when you have fourteen tabs. It is from a horror movie. Oh, the mom from The Shining. Uh oh, oh no no. <laughs> no. Uh, what's her name? Uh, olive oil. Uh, Sandy. <laughs> Sandy <laughs> olive olive oil. She yeah, was she olive oil in the, in the Popeye movie. movie. <laughs> she hundred percent did but Shelley Duvall. Shelley Duvall. Thank Wendy you, Wendy Torrance. I, I don't um, think she deserves to be on this list. She's she's about just the, too how tired. About, too tired. How about the, this, 
here's what I wrote They're down, fine. but it, but but mostly as a joke, and now I can't even make it that good because I already said there's gonna be no more action movie moms. But how about how about the bride in Kill Bill? I think Wendy was a good mom in The Shining. By the way, just wanted to throw that out there. She finds she finds some inner strength to really get through that situation. She does, but I feel like she wasn't. I don't know. I could I could feel the fear on her, and I just. I just want to let her have her own day. That's Definitely <laughs> not the mom in the Baba Duke. Not no. even, not even a little bit. Uh, the mom in the Baba Duke. All right, we're going with the Asano from Kiki's Delivery Service. It yeah. sounds like just yeah, from the, the general chatter. Like one more, one more though. Uh, share in the in the film the mat in the film mask. All right. Anyway, for Kevin, <laughs> <laughs> or, or for mermaids. For, Let's throw share in there. And you guys Top discounted six. the xenomorph. Bite me. for kevin for eric we'll see you next week (laughs) go hawks